Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back, I am back talking about airline pilot shortages and delays in airlines. Came across an article out of uh, 11 Alive, which is a Atlanta news station. And the headline on this is hundreds of Delta passengers say they've been stranded at the Atlanta airport for more than 24 hours. This was dated June 17th, 2022. Now, Delta has its hub out of Atlanta, so most of their flights fly in and out of Atlanta, either as a connector or starting. So that, since that's being their major hub, if flights are going to be stranded, that's where it's going to be at. And it goes through the whole article about how over a hundred flights were canceled on that particular day. And it goes through some of the stories of a few of the individuals and how they've been uh, stranded there as they're trying to get to their next destination. Then there was a article on Daily Mail, and this is dated June 19th, 2020. Headline is, Texas meteorologist got stuck in Milwaukee for two days after his flights were canceled six times as travel chaos at U.S. airports continues for a fourth day. And it goes through this uh, Texas meteorologist who was stuck in Milwaukee and Chicago. He was trying to get back to Texas. He was at some meteorological conference and all the flights kept on getting delayed, canceled over and over again. And he got stuck there for two days. I think at a certain point, I know that's a long drive, but I probably said screw it, jumped in a rental car and drove home or called my boss and said, hey, I'm taking a few days off. I want to enjoy Chicago for two or three days until the weekend blows over. And maybe air traffic will be a little bit better in midweek than on the weekend when everybody's trying to fly for a short little mini vacations. I talked about this issue a few podcasts back and one of the main causes was the FAA raising the number of hours that pilots must have before they could get their pilot's license. And this was related to a crash that happened in New York a few years ago. And Congress, in their infinite wisdom, with the idea of we have to do something, raised the number of flying hours, I believe it was from 250 to 1500. Even though both of the pilots, the pilot and the co-pilot in that crash, had more than 1,500 hours. The, co- the pilot, I think, had almost triple that. The co-pilot had double, two and a half times more than that. So it would not have solved or prevented the crash. But in the government's infinite wisdom to say they did something, they just they create regulations that really provides no meaning or no solution. So we're, we're still with uh, delays. USA Today has an article, and I don't see a date on it. Actually, it was June 18th, 2022. The headline is U.S. flight cancellation delays continue Saturday. More than 4,000 flights affected. So everybody's picking up on this. Everybody's realizing we have flight delays. I am on another site that I came across called rebellionresearch.com. And the date of this is April 12th, 2022. And so this was four months ago, or three months ago, or actually two months ago. The headline is, what is causing this pilot shortage? And it actually brings up the issue of the 1500 hour rule. 
of the airline that crashed in, I think it was Buffalo, 2012. It actually goes through talking about the pilot had well more than the 200, uh, more than the 1500 hours that the FAA raised it to. It was 250. They raised it to 1500. However, it would not have changed any of the issues with what caused the crash. The other factors that they see is that most of the age of the current pilots came from the 1980s. So they came from the military. So they're either uh, Vietnam vets or baby boomers. If they, they're coming out of the military, especially the, more of the early 80s, we're talking baby boomers, people that are getting ready to retire. So many of the current generation of pilots were former military. I a neighbor that lived next to me when I, he was a Coast Guard pilot for probably about 10 years flying uh, C-130s, decided to leave the Coast Guard and he went to fly for an airline. Now, he's not in this generation, but he is getting up there. He's getting closer to retirement. Then also it talks about the actual cost that it would it takes to actually get your license now with the 1,500 hours. They, they have one survey or one study that it will cost almost $80,000. And that's if you did it in the year and a half, which is probably about the quickest you could do that. And that's if you just went to a private school that all you did was focused on uh, flight training. Then it said that if you came out, you're looking at a job making thirty-five to forty thousand dollars, so you spend eighty thousand dollars just on this one license, not a college degree, but just on a license, and you're only making thirty to forty-five thousand dollars. That's taking a year out of your life. Obviously, you have to expenses. You either have to work a job or have someone cover you for those expenses. Then, if you went to an actual aeronautical university, you could be spending up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars or more just to get that degree. The next big factor is that the airline pilots are competing with the military for pilots and everybody's hurting for pilots. Military's hurting for pilots and the airline is hurting for pilots. I think the military is probably in a better position right now because you get a college grad, someone that's been out of college, has not been to any airline training or any pilot training, wants to become a pilot. He can look at the military where he can go in as an officer, make pretty much close to the same salary as an airline pilot at $35,000, $40,000 a year and then get all full benefits. You get housing allowance. You will get food allowances. You have a lot more perks. You do that for five or 10 years, whatever your commitment is to the military, whether it's Air Force or Army. You can get tons of hours. You're being paid for that. During those 10 years, you can easily work your way up to the rank of major as long as you keep your, your nose clean. You, you retire you can either leave the military after 10 years, walk away, go jump into the Air Force or the, uh, air, as an airline pilot, making a lot better money, or you put in your 20, get a retirement, then turn around and go work for the airlines while drawing your military retirement. So the airlines are now, instead of catching the military as they leave, either retire or they just do their time, put in their five or 10 years, whatever is required for them to pay back the military for training them to be an airline pilot. They're now competing for the entry-level positions. That's not where the airline was back in the 70s and 80s, where they were getting the people leaving the military. Pretty fascinating because I I think the military is in a better position to grab these young kids. The airlines has nothing to offer them. The military at least has a little bit better, uh, offering them a little bit better compensation packages, equal pay, and a little bit of more excitement of travel being in the military. This is not going away anytime soon. We're going to see more and more airline pilot shortages. The one thing I don't think anybody is talking about is the requirement for the COVID vaccination. 
considering most of these pilots were in, it were more of the baby boomer age or just right outside the baby boomer age or older pilots. Many of them did not want to get the COVID shot just because of health reasons. You're being pushed into something you don't want and you're maybe three to five years outside of retirement. And then the airlines were coming up offering early retirement packages. These people are saying, hey, I'm not going to take the COVID shot. I don't feel comfortable. I feel I have a health risk being older and I just don't want to take it. I'm going to take my retirement and walk away. Or they were furloughed or laid off during COVID during that year and a half because hardly anybody was flying. You get this older generation, they're, they're staying at home, they're babysitting their grandkids. Now they're being called back and they're ready to retire. They can either take their airline pension or social security. And they're trying to decide, do I get back on the road? Do I get, uh, do I leave the house two or three days out of the week and be away from my family? Or do I stay home and babysit my grandkids? It's not a hard decision. Grandparents were going to babysit their grandkids. Very fascinating where this is going to turn out. I don't think it's going to be good for the airlines as younger people are opting out of work. I mentioned that a a few podcasts back. The ones that are working are looking for the better opportunities. I I think right now the military is offering that for the younger kids and the younger generation. Airlines are not offering the pay and they're, they're going to have to beef up that pay to where people are looking at, do I sign up for five to 10 years in the military or do I go get a job making 30, 40, $50,000 more a year and have my freedom that I can walk after two or three years? We'll have to see where this is going. Pretty fascinating. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Parking is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider, never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on a check before I'm jotting a line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.